Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, January 15th, 2021. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I am Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. Before we get into the news, you can head over to broadwayradio.com or patreon.com slash broadwayradio if you want to get the news before it hits our regular feed. All right, Matt, let's, uh, you just texted me, we have breaking news. We do. And I got really excited. I was like, uh, is it like full impeachment? Like what's going on? <laughs> no, no vote <laughs> You have yet. real breaking news. Yes, we do. And I started to tell you and you're like, no, 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 save it for when we're on the air so you can react in real time. So we'll do it live. We'll do it live. Like. Air quotes live. So here's the thing. Earlier this week, we talked about uh, Ashley and I talked about the fact that Lashana Lynch um, has been was rumored to be cast as Miss Honey in the upcoming Netflix Matilda, the musical film. Last night, Baz Bama Boy confirmed that she will be playing Miss Honey. So that's great. But he did not stop there. Uh, Baz confirmed via tweet that Alicia Weir, age 11, will take on the title role in the film, which will again be directed by Matthew Warchus, who uh, directed it both first in London and then uh, on Broadway as well. Um, But that was not it. He also confirmed something that Ashley and I talked about uh, last week, and that is the fact that despite the fact um, that uh, Rafe Fines had been reported to be linked to playing the villainous Miss Trunchbull. Mm-hmm. That will not. That will not be the case. They will instead go with a woman to play that role, and it will be none other than the great and the good Emma Thompson. <gasps> I was literally, oh my gosh! I pictured it in my head like Nanny McPhee style. Yeah. As soon as you said it's a woman, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes sense. Like, and Ashley and I talked about the fact that, like, it, it, it is uncomfortable for men to play women. But even Ashley, who is much more sensitive to those things than even I am, like, she said, like, but mm-hmm. this was a, like, th- there was a roots in um, uh, British panto where things like this are common and it was written that yeah. way. So, like, it wasn't something where Ashley and I both had really strong opinions about, like, um, Tootsie, but this, we didn't have the same issues with this but it does seem like emma thompson um is in this role and shooting begins in april so that means yeah so they are very much on pace to get this movie up and going which means that we will probably have it sometime in early to mid 2022 because generally films take about a year to to turn around although for netflix i will say the prom began shooting i guess yeah, I guess it was a year, but that had COVID in the middle. Like they started shooting, I think, in December of 2019 and got most of it done um, before the pandemic and only had to do reshoots after the pandemic. So maybe Netflix has kind of sped up that process. Who yeah, knows? They're, they're generally really quick with their turnaround at this point, um, especially even like with television series. They they do it for two months and they're done. So, I mean, I could see this happening earlier, especially if they're going to do just a um, like a Netflix or an HBO rollout. I wasn't sure like which um, platform they were using, but yeah. I could see them doing that. I mean, especially with the movie musical boom that's happening right now. It could happen. Yeah. So uh, who knows? Maybe. I mean, if they start in April, I don't think that it would be ready for Christmas. But uh, early 2022, uh, who knows? I I think that uh, this is very exciting. I 
I really, really like the Matilda musical. The scene where um, when I grew up, when they're on the swings, like every time I see it, it makes me cry. Um, So it's uh, uh, this is really exciting and I'm excited to see this. I'm a a huge longtime Tim Minchin fan, even before Matilda. So this is great. So uh, very much excited about this. I got to see Tim Minchin doing like a like a, a kind of podcast situation, like radio live thing when he was talking about Matilda. And he said, I'm working on this other musical and it's uh, based on this uh, movie called Groundhog Day. And everybody laughed. And um, <laughs> then he said, I'm going to play a song from it. And it was um, one day and I started crying. It was so beautiful. And I thought, are you kidding me? This guy is so funny. He's so smart. And then you're going to hit me with the Groundhog Day musical going to be good. So I'm really excited about this too. I think it's going to be great. And as soon as you said Emma Thompson, like I, I'm even more excited to see it now. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Before we get into the rest of the news, uh, let's talk about this week's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Yeah, there are tons of VPN providers out there. You've probably heard of a couple of them before. We've talked about uh, ExpressVPN many, many times, and some of you might have never even used a VPN before, but I like to do research on all of the sponsors that we have, and I only recommend brands to our listeners that I believe in. And as we said earlier this week, James is an IT professional. He is definitely not going to let a technology uh, company sponsor Broadway Radio without having the full confidence in them and he has full confidence that ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market. Grace, why don't you tell the folks a few reasons why? Yeah, so ExpressVPN doesn't log your data. Second is speed. Um, I've tried a lot of VPNs in the past and many slow your connection down or make your like phone or TV, like I have Apple TV and it makes it super sluggish. Um, But since I started using ExpressVPN for like two to three months and my internet speeds are just like really fast. Um, even when I connect to like other servers thousands of miles away, I can still stream HD quality videos with zero lag. Yeah, and it's not just Grace, me and James and everybody here at Broadway Radio saying that. Wired, The Verge, CNET and many other tech experts rate ExpressVPN as the number one VPN in the world. So protect yourself with a VPN that we use and trust. Use our link expressvpn.com slash broadwayradio today and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash broadwayradio. Visit expressvpn.com slash broadwayradio to learn more. All right. Uh, so let's uh, let's start with some news. Be an arts hero has announced, dear Mr. President and Madam Vice President, a nationwide letter writing campaign was organized in part of the Guild of America, imploring the incoming administration to prioritize commitment to the arts. Hmm. This is also something that we are very familiar with. Yes. Uh, many know we're involved. Yes. Uh, Sarah Rule, Lisa Crone, Teresa Rebeck. Heidi Shrek, the list goes on and on and on. I was really impressed by it because there were a lot of people I didn't recognize. And I thought, okay, so this list is pretty good. I need to read up on these people. Mm-hmm. The letters urged the establishment of the Secretary of Arts and Culture and vowed to serve President Biden's mission to build back better and heal the soul of America. Matt, like, how do you feel about this? I feel like this is all we've been talking about is that we just, we just need people to say, hey, we care about this. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, From the beginning of this pandemic, the thing that we have not had in the arts community is people raising their voices and using whatever celebrities they have 
to put pressure on organizations and uh, municipalities and governments and departments to invest not just in the arts in this weird abstract way that people don't really know what it means, but invest in the people who make art because art is a real you know, job and industry in this country. And it makes a lot of money for people. And like, if, if that money is not there because you can't live your life, those people are struggling. And so I'm hoping that with a new um, administration, that's a little bit more interested in not only those things, but those people um, that this can happen. And this yeah. list is great. You mentioned some of them. There's also folks like, um, Jeremy O'Harris, Ken Ludwig, um, so many more. Bess Wall is in there. Lauren Gunderson, um, mm-hmm. Amanda Green. Like these are like the best of the best. Yeah. Lynn, Lynn Aaron's, um, Jacqueline Backhouse. I mean, it's just a great list of some of the the best writers in the theater world um, who've put put their name on letters, and you can do it too. Um, and all of those letters are available online, and we'll have a link in the show notes. I know you have, but it's just like. Um, this is, this is what we need and it's, I hope it's enough to get this done. I really wish that we had some real major celebrities putting their names behind (laughs) these things, but I'll take the, the theatrical writing celebrities that we have now and hope that this leads to more later. And, and what's interesting is that they, um, I was reading in there that they released the prompt before the events of January 6th. And so now, yeah, it, it, it'll just be interesting to see like who's written maybe after that event or, you know, whatever precursor. So I don't know, um, but I'm, I'm excited to read them. They're available. We'll put them in the show notes. Good news all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Devil Wears Prada musical, which I don't know your feelings on, but we should talk about it, um, is pushed to 2022. It's starring the same announced cast, thank God, award winner Beth Level as Miranda Priestly. They were previously slated to do their pre-Broadway run in the summer of 2021, which is like uh, a few months from yeah. now. So that's not happening um, due to safety concerns over COVID-19. And now they're doing the responsible thing by pushing it to summer 2022, um, which seems so far away. But is it? I don't think so. I think that it's a comfortable amount of time. Um, they're doing this in Chicago as well, which I'm very excited about because it gives me a reason to go get Lumanati's pizza. Um, <laughs> I I'm obsessed with Taylor for many me reasons, too. just because she's a lovely singer. Yeah, I, I don't know like what you're obsessed with her from. Um, two things. I saw her in um, a 54 Below concert of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer's Once More with Feeling, in which she played Buffy. <laughs> and then I saw her in Scotland, PA, off-Broadway from Roundabout, and she was phenomenal in both. But the thing that really sold it for me was she sang in a Green Room 42, one of their um, like concerts, like Broadway sings Sarah Bareilles, and holy crap, she sang She yeah. Used to Be Mine. Like, I videotaped that it. it's on my mm. phone. She is unbefriggin'-leavable. Yeah, that you're, we're, we're calling out all these great concerts that she was in. Like, you guys, like, she's been on stage in a couple of great things. Like, big deal. Like, I loved her in Groundhog Day. She was, like, an ensemble member in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved her in this Bright Lights Big City concert that oh, they yeah, did, yeah, yeah. like, last year, maybe? And it was, she was just so fantastic. I mean, she was on stage like for two songs, but I thought she's a star and I can't wait to see everything that she does. So I'm glad that the, I'm glad the cast is the same, that they're like, Hey guys, it's going to be fine. Elton John's still doing the music. We're just going to do this a year later. Yeah. I mean, you have to, and I mean, and you can't, 
assume that you're going to be able to get people into a theater in Chicago in a few months. Like, that's just not going to happen. And uh, I think it was nice for them to think that they could. Um, but the world and the country mm-hmm. have not progressed enough to make that a safe thing. So pushing to 2022, I don't think we're going to see any new theater before then anyway. Like we might see some things on Broadway return this fall, but I don't think we're going to see a ton of new stuff coming out until sometime next year anyway. So this this just seemed like a foregone conclusion to me. Yeah, fair. All right. So Ars Nova is doing their 2021 programming uh, with a special digital version of Showgasm, which is their uh, monthly variety show meets party. It'll be guest hosted by cutting edge cultural comic Chris Murphy and will include ticketing information in the show notes. I don't know if you've ever have you ever heard of Showgasm, Matt? Oh, yeah. 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 I've never seen it, but I've I've definitely heard about it. I know uh, Natalie Walker, who's one of everybody's favorite people on yeah. Twitter. She's hosted it before, so totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the when I found out about it was like um, after things happened and I could not see it, like literally physically. Mm. So I'm excited that I'm going to have the opportunity to contribute to these things and watch it and, and support Ars Nova. Like, this is cool. Yeah, one of the best theater companies out there. Exactly, and they oh, support women and people of color, so yeah. Totally. This year's Ardios Awards have honored Broadway plays and musicals like Jagged Little Pill, Moulin Rouge, The Inheritance Slave Play, Tina, the Tina Turner musical. You remember? You remember theater? No. Yeah. Um, with nominations. <laughs> but the awards will be given out um, on April 15th via a virtual ceremony from the Casting Society of America. And I had to look more into this because I wasn't sure. So I'm going to share the information that I found out about mm-hmm. this. Uh, the Ardios is awarded uh, to those CSA members who receive primary screen or program credit for casting on the winning project. So locations, casting executives, department heads who are CSA members. I mean, these are people that we we tend to kind of forget control this industry. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah. Like, uh, do we feel like this will give us more of a leeway into what we think the Tonys will be as in uh, an award show that's done virtually and we call it a day. I don't think the Tonys are going to be done virtually. Uh, I, I, no, no, no. This is a good question. I think I, I just think we're at the point now where why, do it virtually at this point. You've postponed it so long. Wait until you can get on CBS. I think that's what they're going to do. Um, but yeah. your point about casting directors controlling this industry, like that is something that we don't talk enough about when it comes to diversity on, on stage because it really comes down to who the casting directors call in to be seen for things. Um, And it comes to casting directors pushing producers to think outside the box. And I don't think that we talk enough about the fact that casting directors have failed this as much as producers Mm -hmm. uh, and directors have. We, you know, the casting industry for theater is very small. It is controlled by three or four agencies. And most of those agencies are very white. And and this is not, I don't think they're (laughs) malicious. They're not malicious about it. It's just like they get people they like, they call them in for everything. Those people are the ones who get the jobs. And if we really put some pressure on those organizations to be willing to call in people that are a just outside the box from the traditional conservatory. Everybody looks the same cookie cutter type that they seem to be so obsessed with right now. I think the projects will be better. And whether that's um, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever that is, whether that's queer or straight or body type, whatever the industry needs 
to be shaken up in terms of casting. And I, I don't know that we've put enough pressure on the casting agencies um, because you are absolutely right. They are they control so much of this. And I don't think we've honestly been angry enough at them during this entire process. Yeah, I think you're right. Like we put a lot of like onus on producers and directors and I go, wait a minute, who's pulling people in the room for those people to look at? Yeah. Like that's where it starts. So I think you're totally right. And um, yeah, I'm curious about this whole thing. So I am, I'm eager to uh, see how it plays out. Um, but yeah, we'll include uh, a link to those as well. So tonight, because we're recording this on Thursday, um, mm-hmm. is the Law & Order SVU episode with Eva Novozada and Alex Brightman. So I will be watching In Fear of My Life. <laughs> I don't know. Are you planning on watching it? It's at nine. No, I don't. I can't do SV. Like, no. Yeah. No. I love yeah. I love Eva and Alex. So like they are yeah. two of my favorites, but no, especially because I've seen the trailer and I know what it's about and it just feels icky. See, I, I don't really. And what's scary to me is that like Alex is such a, a lovely, kind person. And on on stage, his characters are always so not him, as in like they they're painted differently, their their clothing, da 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 da. The way I've seen this episode, he looks like himself, which makes me more scared because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see him do bad things looking like Alex. Yeah. So that's my only concern. But I'm going to watch it in support because I really love the idea that there's there are going to be theater people totally. on the screen. We should always support it. So whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you had some really good recommendations for your feel goods. Can you talk about them? Because I'm excited oh to God. hear about it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I am so excited about this first one. I made you put this in because it is you don't know this, but one of the things that I love most in uh, the world is ABC soap operas. So I have been watching ABC soap operas for decades, probably as long as you've been alive. Um, There's only one of them still on the air, General Hospital, which I watch daily. Um, But coming up on February 11th, there will be a one-night-only streaming concert called ABC Daytime back on Broadway. It'll benefit Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. There will be a ton of people who have been on All My Children, One Life to Live in General Hospital, including a ton of Broadway people, including um, uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry, who I knew first back in uh, like the early 2000s as Evangeline Williamson. She was a lawyer who was in a relationship with John McBain. She eventually went blind, uh, all this stuff. So I knew her from that before she was the final Mimi in Rent. But then there's people oh, yeah. uh, like Susan Lucci, who's been on Broadway. Which Ka- is an icon. An icon. And Kathy Breyer, who um, has done some shows off Broadway. She was also um, a replacement um, uh, uh, um, it, the main girl in Hairspray. I can't remember the Turnblad. Tracy, Tracy Turnblad. Turnblad. Tracy Turnblad. But like Jason Tam is going to be there. Um, Melissa Claire Egan. Um, Cameron Matheson. Also, did you know that mm-hmm. Kelly O'Hara had the first gay kiss on daytime television <gasps> history? Did you know that? I'm yes. learning so much today. <laughs> yes, her and Eden Regal, who played um, Bianca Montgomery, who was uh, Susan Lucci, Erica Kane's daughter. Um, they had a kiss. It was on, uh, yeah, so on TV for the first time. So that's a big deal. I love these people so much. Um, and uh, Bradford Anderson is going to be a part of this. If you don't know who he is, there's a really good reason why you don't. But 
I got my mother a cameo from Bradford Anderson for her birthday last year. Um, so that's how deep we are into the ABC soap operas in my family. So very much looking forward to that coming up on February 11th. That is very pure. Everything you just said, <laughs> that was pure love. Like there was, was nothing about that that you're trying to sell. You were like, this is how I feel about I'm, this I'm thing. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> not ashamed. Not ashamed. The other one I wanted to mention, another thing that is very pure is Joshua Henry released a cover um, of the song Stand Up by the OJs. Joshua Henry is getting ready to relief, release his uh, first ever uh, debut EP uh, coming up uh, later this year. Um, and this apparently will be on it. So um love Joshua Henry, uh, one of the best voices and one of the best people out there. So highly, highly, highly recommend that. That's excellent. Yeah, I saw him in The Wrong Man last year and I thought, Me okay, too. where's this album? Because holy crap. Yeah, he's <sighs> so good. It was so, so good. Yeah, we could we could have a whole other podcast talking about that. Yeah, the show, <laughs> not so great. Him, fantastic. Him. That's right. That's right. And hey, hey, I would pay to see it again. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio and soon on Instagram, guys. Hey you can find me. Hey, oh, look out. <laughs> um, on Twitter, you can follow me at Grace Akichan and on Instagram, Gracie Aki. Matt, where can people find you? They can find me on both Instagram and Twitter at BWW Matt. Uh, yeah, you make it so easy. <laughs> uh, don't forget, our Patreon is Broadway Radio for lots of exclusive goodies. Patreon.com slash Broadway Radio and BroadwayRadio.com. Don't forget again to visit our sponsor ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio today to get an extra three months free on a one-year package. So thank you guys so much. Yeah. Don't forget, uh, Stephen McKinley Henderson will be on this week on Broadway on Sunday. I will be listening. I'm eager to find out more. You're having this conversation with him, yes? No, it'll be James, Peter, and Michael will be uh, talking to him on Sunday. And it'll be live. So if you're one of our patrons, you can head over to Patreon and get the Zoom link. And you can actually send questions and listen to the interview while it's being recorded. Look at these exclusivities. Exclusivities? Yeah, let's go with it. Patreon, get yeah, on works. freaking that, Patreon. That uh, thank you guys so much. <laughs> we will see you soon. 